Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the one, oh yeah, Bitcoin show. Today is March the 1st, oh my, of 2023. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One day closer to an all-time high. Bitcoin always returns to its all-time high. I'm offended by selling. All right. Hello, my elite friends. How you doing? Be proud to be elite. Strive for elitism. Strive for greatness. That is what is in today's mainstream normie society. Everybody wants to be a victim. That's cool. Dude, personal responsibility is the new counterculture elitism is what you should be striving for. I retweeted a Greg Thomas article about that uh, earlier today. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. We're doing this video because Henry Law, he he put us over the top. So we need $100 for the next one, Bitcoin show. Um, so also, I want to thank everyone on Twitter. Again, I'm TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. You retweeted my tweet promoting this show 10 times. And I said, as soon as you do this 10 times, I'm going live. So I'm live. I am in Greenville, South Carolina. I've been here, um, what, six days. It's a lovely town, South Carolina. Hadn't spent much time here before. <laughs> I remember driving down to Disney World as a kid. and We, we slept in uh, South Carolina. Not a great motel one night. Uh, that's my biggest, you know, driving on 95 to, to get to uh, Florida or Georgia is the only experience I had here before. But uh, I've been here for close to a week. It is great. This Greenville is expanding. It's exciting. All right. So um, we got a lot. Of, if you guys got questions, I got answers. Uh, do a super chat. You know, again, we need 100 more dollars for the next show. Although we'll, we'll have a, a This Week at Bitcoin show coming up pretty soon. But somebody sent me some t-shirts that will be coming here soon. Also, I'm going to be on Thomas's show, Royal Crypto Network. I'll be on there on uh, St. Patrick's Day, it appears. Uh, so, uh, And then I'll have that show on here. So there, there's some appearance. But I'm on Twitter every single day. Come on, people. I'm on there every day. And last week I did a video from Mardi Gras in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was outside. You guys say you like that stuff? It's linked to below, okay? So play this at 2x again if you're watching this tape. It goes by better. Play everything at 2x. This is Coinbeast there that you can get t-shirts like this linked to below. And uh, so, well, let me, I mean, I just have all these ideas written down. And I, I'm just going, Henry, this is for you, baby. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to go, you know, not, this wasn't like it's thoroughly planned out. These are my thoughts that I write down during the weeks and everything. Um, so where we go? Oh, yeah. Disinformation experts. 
That's a new rent-seeking industry. Pound that like button. They get the government to say, hey, this is disinformation. I'm your expert. Again, rent-seeking is when you get the government to put an obstacle in people's way that shouldn't be there. So speaking about the government and people who love the government, Rachel Maddow, a, a beautiful man. I mean, Rachel Maddow is a handsome man, a handsome man. If you like men... Uh, I you, you I assume you think Rachel Maddow is a handsome. I like women though, so I I'm not attracted to a man like Rachel Maddow. But Rachel Maddow, this famous man on um, MSNBC, um, was talking about a, a war protest that was in D.C. Was it two weeks ago? It, it ended up being very small. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago in in D.C. People who do, who think the United States shouldn't be uh, having a proxy war uh, with Russia because that is what is going on. Okay, you could take you could you could love Russia or love Ukraine or whoever, and but it's it's a proxy war. It is the United States is funding um, a war against Russia. So I mean, it's a it's insane. I mean, Russia is this. I've got off on Russia for years and years and years and years before all this. You all, all of you are familiar from when I was in Israel. And I would say Russia is so pathetic because they had these Russians trying to get out of there. They pretend to be Jewish to move to Israel. I mean, and they don't even like Jewish people. And some of that, some, some of the people that are moving there, I'm not going to make generalizations about all Russians or whatever, but some of the Russians that moved to Israel, they don't like Jewish people very much. Um, but, but they wanted out of cold, dank, horrible economy, Russia. That much, but yeah, but for years and years now, thanks to people like uh, Ray, uh, you know, guys like Rachel Maddow, um, people have put Russia on this pedestal. Like we should care about Russia at all. We should. Russia is less no less important than Israel. This little teeny country, Israel, is more is, is, is much better than Russia. Much, much. And, and people are speaking with their their feet. I mean, but but, but besides besides that, so I, I just want to put it out there again to remind you, because a lot of you can't remember anything. Um, you know, I have not been a fan of Russia for many, many, many years. I mean, am I a fan of the Ukraine? No, they're corrupt as anything. I mean, um, do I like Zelensky because he's of my same religion? Is he real? No, I, I don't like him. And I, I, I and his uh, he you know there's a few things I don't like. He, he married someone who was not of that religion. I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, and uh, okay, it went off on a little rant on there. But but go, go, going back to Russia and Ukraine and all, there's a protest in D.C. and uh, Rachel Maddow, of course, tries to paint the people there as you know horrible people. I I, I linked to the clip below. I, I was shocked. Well, I wasn't shocked that this this man does. You know, he stoops to such lows, Rachel Maddow. Uh, and Rachel Maddow's got a paranoia about the former president and and, and and again, Russia. So vilifying Russia. So they say that the people that were there were Russia's supporters. And that's not true. They weren't Russia. They weren't all Russia. Some people might have supported Russia. And she says they were this. They were uh, white supremacists there. It's just tight. There's these uh, the pantheon of villains that guys like Rachel Maddow and the mainstream media love to talk about. You know, you got your Trump supporters, your MAGA, your white supremacists. And then all of a sudden she says, crypto promoters. Oh, cryptocurrency promoters were there. Just as bad as the KKK in her mind, in his mind. So excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry I misgendered like that. 
I'm trying to be politically correct. Oh, God, how did I misgender? Pound that like button. Uh, all right. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to point that. And I, I've been warning about this for a while that uh, some of these guys that are in the mainstream media, they're just mindless haters, mindless haters that just that are part of the mainstream culture are, are just they don't think they don't use their heads. And he might not even be trying to be that vicious toward cryptocurrency promoters. It's just becoming natural now that cryptocurrency goes with wealth and wealth is bad. And thus, uh, if you're wealthy, you're with the bad guy, the Russian supporter. Okay. So just wanted to throw that out there. Going to tie in Rachel Maddow with, with Bitcoin somehow. And she, he didn't say Bitcoin. Again, sorry, misgender. Um, he didn't say Bitcoin. He said cryptocurrency. Okay, so let's get into more lowly, scummy stuff. We, we talk about the scum that is Rachel Maddow and, you know, scummy people who are just going to lump in, stare, you know, stereotype people, uh, scapegoat scapegoat the scapegoats I, I can't one of my pillars is no scapegoating we're gonna go and another one of my pillars of life is to see like don't don't see life through the freaking racial lens okay or, or the class lens seeing life through the class lens is marxism seeing uh life through the racial lens is 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 wokeism basically now I mean, wokeism seems like the victim, victimization. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to study wokeism right now. But you, you, you get my point here. We, we, got the, we got envy out there. Envy, it goes with, um, it goes with the uh, scapegoating uh, type of thing. But we, and so, but, but classism, Marxism is, uh, that makes more sense than doesn't make more sense. It's not as bad as this sickening, animalistic, seeing life through a racial lens. But doing that appeals to 80 percenters in so many ways. So you've got more and more people monetizing it. Now, Scott Adams is a smart guy. You, everyone remembers during the virus and before the virus, I was calling him a C-U-C-K and I knew he would get divorced from that woman eventually. I knew he would marry her and then he would, she would divorce him because he values his wealth in women. That is one of his weaknesses. Um, and it was just very sad, sad and pathetic how much of a C-U-C-K he was. But then he, he got really scared of the virus. That I didn't know was going to be even, uh, I had no clue. Because he's sick too. He's got illness and, and whatever. And he's a hypochondriac and he lives among the, the leftists. He is a leftist, but he's a smart guy. He knows how to monetize 80 percenters. So what he says the other day uh, appeals to this racial, just, it's so low. It is just, I, I'm disgusted by the, the racial lens. I, I really am. And I just want to encourage everybody, admire cultures, okay? And I mentioned Greg Thomas a few times. This is a guy who's gone beyond race and should be a, a uh, some people should look up for when we're talking about, you know, just not see, because right now, anytime you check out the mainstream media, and I try to avoid it, um, 
In the virtual world, it is sickening. It is sickening in the virtual world how race is uh, dominating. Now, if you don't have children and you are out in the meat space, I don't see it very much. You know, I don't, these people talk a big game online. But in person, if you don't have kids that aren't being taught this, now when you have kids that are being taught this stuff at school, you got a problem. You got a big problem, a real big, and they're doing a great job convincing children, you know, see stuff through a racial lens to an extreme, to hate yourself, to hate everybody. I mean, it's it's disgusting. But I mean, and then, you know, there are some cities that I guess are more toxic in terms of racial, uh, you know, when you have a, what happened in Minnesota, Minneapolis, obviously that, that became real life. When you have riots on the street that are race-based, that becomes real life. But you just, you got to move with your feet. You got to move. You got to, you go to, got to go to a culture that's not obsessed with it. That might virtue signal about it, but in, in ways that aren't going to physically harm you and, and stuff. So I get in my, in, in previous videos of mine that a lot of you haven't seen because they're on my backup channel or they're only on Twitter. I talk about, you know, I love of all the big cities in the United States uh, that, and I consider a big all the cities that have major league teams. There are only about fifty of those in the United States. Salt Lake City is the best. If you're in Baltimore, you think it's horrible, you can't stand anymore. Move to Salt Lake. Period. Move to Salt Lake City. That's it. Get out of Baltimore. You have no excuse. Stop crying about Baltimore. Um, and I, 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 I complain about Baltimore, but I left Baltimore, and I, I, I spent a lot. I'll be in Salt Lake City soon enough. Again, I visit Salt Lake City at least once a year. Who knows how long I'll – but, okay, I ran on – again, I ran on – Scott Adams. Let's go back to Scott Adams here. <laughs> so he gets every – I mean, he's the big villain of the day because he said um, – he talked about a poll, and the poll itself was disgusting. You know, you do have to wonder about the poll where it's sad that that many people don't think it's okay to be white. I mean – that was the question. Is it okay to be white? And so many people said it's not okay to be white. What do you mean it's not okay? It's not, it's not that you, you should off yourself? I mean, I, I don't. This is what happened. This is the lowest of the low. This is where it degrades into if you keep seeing life through the racial lens. I can admire culture is sophistication. Race is, is primitive. It's so primitive. But the more you appeal to the primitive 80 percenters out there, the more of you. So this is his grand plan. He was on. But also you all these little clips of him. He knew everyone's going to take clips, take what he said out of uh, context. OK, this is another way, way to be successful in life, people. Another form of, of conscientiousness is, you know, if you if you hear about something. Just don't like get a little clip of it. Read the entire article. Watch the entire video. Get some other sources. Like when uh, Kanye West went on his rant. I watched the entire thing, listened when I was driving to the entire entire thing on Lex Freeman. And I, I, I it was so obvious. The guy's insane. He, he's insane. Like with, with this situation, it's so obvious what Scott Adams is doing. He's trying to retire Dilbert. He's try, he's moving on. He he's smart actually. Dilbert is in the in the paper based world. Who's going to have newspapers in twenty years? Come on, in ten in five years, it's gone down the toilet already. He has transitioned himself into the virtual world in a very good way. Love him or hate him, and I'm not I'm not a fan of his. 
Um, he's just done a great job. He's masterful of the 80 percenters. He knows how to monetize them. So he's on Hotep Jesus's show, a show I've never watched before, who obviously he has built his show a lot around race controversy too. Now, how I'm going to tie this into Bitcoin? I want to see secondary sources, okay? Okay, I want to... I want to uh, make sure. Yeah, I, I want to find. I want to get to the bottom of this 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 huge controversy that's being thrown in my face. But because you're on Twitter, and I'm trying to avoid it, but I mean, it's it's all over the place. So I, I didn't go looking for Scott Adams and this racial lens stuff. All right, I try to avoid it as much as possible. You, I mean, I'm moving from city to city to avoid this kind of toxicity. Okay, this mainstream culture toxicity. Fiat. Fiat toxicity. And, but so many of you think the fiat toxicity is just going to die. Bitcoin's going to destroy it all. And, you know, proof of work, everyone will learn that proof of work. Trump, verify. So I went out to, I'm not trusting. I'm out there verifying. I'm watching Hotep Jesus. I start, he's, he interviewed Scott Adams for like an hour and a half. Good. Yeah, I mean, it was. They were cordial with each other and everything. Very professionally done by Hotep. First thing Hotep advertised, Hotep's got a big advertisement on there for Syscoin. What the heck is Syscoin? I don't even know what Syscoin is. But apparently it's better than Ethereum and Bitcoin, he's saying. and I, I'm a, I can't believe it. But I can believe it. And it just it further strengthens my point about the 80 percenters. He, uh, Hotep Jesus is out there promoting Syscoin. He's got a big audience. The 80 percenters out there, they outnumber us 20 percenters who can use our brains, okay? Who can admire culture, who can read still, all right? Those people who love, I mean, they're not long-term thinkers, short-term thinkers, impulsive people. They get the high off the freaking... Um, the racial lens stuff. They're not going to give it up. They want short-term answers to crypto. Syscoin is the next big thing. They they think because Hotep Jesus said took some money and, and put an advertisement out there. These advertisements, you know, Hotep Jesus got to make money his own way. Okay, whatever you do, what you're going to do, Hotep. I'm ju- I'm just pointing out to the hardcore Bitcoin people out there that think all these other coins are going to die. Is, is all the racial stuff going to die, dudes? Are the 80s percenters all going to disappear? Is 80% mainstream culture going to go away? No, it is not. Be logical, people here. The logical people, we're a minority. Twenty, per, It's 20 percenters and 80 percenters, all right? 20 percenters produce 80% of everything that's out there. <laughs> all right? It, it, it's quality. And 20... Just 20%ers make the world freaking go round and round. Uh, 20%ers are part of the elite. And be proud of yourself for being a 20%er. But don't be a realist. Be, don't be a denier. 80%ers aren't going to go anywhere. They're going to have a tremendous voice in the narrative. Their numbers far outnumber us. They're not all going to become magical Bitcoiners. And thus, these, these things like Syscoin, like the United States dollar, 
they're going to be pretty darn, and the United States, they're going to be pretty successful. I want you to go back to the world we live in today. Yeah, we got bad inflation in the United States of America. We got 330 million people here. We got, we're the third most popular con uh, populated country on the face of the planet in the history of mankind. It's worse than freaking India. All right. Would you rather have the Indian rupee as your master? Would you rather have the Pakistani, uh, whatever they got down there? Which you add, you add up Pakistan, Nigeria, and Brazil. All three of those cu currencies are much worse than the United States dollar. All right. So, and let's go to Nigeria specifically because I made little short videos about that recently. All right. What's going on with the Naira? Uh, it, it is insane. Nigeria's population will surpass the United States of America in 2050, by the way. So let's say it's 2030. What are you going to do? What's the smart thing to do in Nigeria? I, okay, because it's not getting worse. I was telling people to buy Bitcoin. Nigeria's in 2015 and 16. Go to the freaking, it's linked to in my archives. It's on Twitter. Go through TechBall, all right? And you'll see, I mean, the, the proof is out there. Not that they're listening or anything like that. But what's the, what's the next easy? They should have bought Bitcoin. Dude, if they would have got, if they would have turned their Naria into dollars, they'd be a lot better. That, that's the world we're living in, people that say that you think the United States dollar is going to hyperinflate? <laughs> what a joke. There's so many more dominoes that are before the United States. And I just named that those pop, those people are always going to be in worse shape than the, United, than the dollar. They will strive for the dollar. They'll want to get out of those places. Nigeria, Russia, um, okay, Brazil might have, Brazil's got some potential to it. And Nigeria's got some potential to it. Does Pakistan? I don't know. If they're the way under a religious uh, authoritarian regime, semi-religious, no, they don't have it, a, a hope in the world. Okay, you know Nigeria is not is not ruled by a religion though. It, it is not. It is uh, from I, they might have some religious strife. By the way, I just want to point out in Mozambique, there there's a civil war go. There's like a terrorist civil war there. Why don't we send uh, fifty billion dollars there? <laughs> why is that? Why 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 isn't anybody here about Mozambique? You know the um, the Wagner Group in Russia. They have people in uh, Mozambique. It's in northern Mozambique, apparently, where, where the issues have begun. The civil uh, strife in uh, Mozambique, in northern Mozambique, has begun. What's what's the difference between northern Mozambique and Ukraine? What why don't we hear about what's what's going on? Just just want to put but there's plenty of I just want I'm throwing it out there again. There are real conflicts going on in this world right now. Do we does, do, do we have to worry about everyone? You know that that's the thing. Instead of stealing our tax money and deciding which one of these things to be be in a have a proxy war and play games with, instead of doing that. Why can't we be free to fund what we want? If I want to fund what's going on in the Ukraine, you know, I can't, if I start to send it, I, well, first of all, I, I couldn't send my, my fiat there. Of course, that would be stopped immediately. But if it was found out that I was, you know, funding uh, you know, uh, the, the violent side of a conflict in, a, in, in, in any country with cryptocurrency, if I was, 
if it was found out I was doing that, I would be thrown in jail in the United States. I mean, you can't do that. You're not allowed. Why? Why? Why aren't you allowed to do that? You should be freedom of money, freedom of association. And I want to go back to freedom of association. Okay. Let's go back. So it's let it, let private individuals pay with their own. And I would never, I, I'm not funding any wars. I don't want to do anything like that. I hate war. But let private individuals do it. Instead, what we got is tremendous countries with unlimited money. They're the ones, that's why war, and that's where the Bitcoiners are correct. That fiat money does promote war. It, it, it very much does. It very much, very much does. Very, very much does. Uh, um, but useful slaves in countries do too. They, but Nigeria, Pakistan, they shouldn't stand for this at all. That they, that every, it's all, their, their currencies are constantly being devalued. Games are constantly being played. It's, they've really ramped it up in Nigeria lately, saying that the, uh, the physical money, it's no longer valid. It's uh, it's expired or something. You need new. It's just crazy what they've done. Because they're just they're trying to hide the inflate. They just do all these little impulsive games where they think the leaders are so corrupt. They th- they know they can string everybody on even more. And it's just so sad that huge hunks of these populations. They're such eighty percenters. They're such slaves. They just they keep their money in banks. That are valued in Nero. I mean, how could you? I mean, for at least as long as I've been making videos like on a very regular basis. I mean, I started making these Bitcoin videos 10 in 2013 on a very regular basis in 2015. There's been no excuse to have a bank account in South African Rand. And by the way, South African Rand is better than uh Pakistan, better than uh, Nigeria. <laughs> and those are, I, 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 again, those, those countries' populations are better than Nigeria, are so much larger than the United States. I mean, if you, if you add them all up, Pakistan, Nigeria, uh, and whatever, just throw, Indonesia throw in there. I, I mean, it's crazy. And, and South African's currency is better than Indonesia's too. But, but you, you know, there's been, I've been warning South Africans since um, – you know, 2015, when I when I first visited there, what a beautiful country! How can you keep your your bank, your money in this? And when you have the Bitcoin option, look how wealthy all these people would have become if they would have gotten out of their weird currencies. And they are weird currencies. Okay, you might you might not hate you might hate the dollar and all that, but there's a top level fiat tier that they all could have gotten into. The dollar is one of it. It would have preserved their wealth more than the, the, the Nigerian naira. If you would have gotten to the yen, the euro. I mean, these are even the Australian dollars, pretty top tier there. It was the top, but it was, was it the, the top ones are the, the euro, the Swiss franc, the yen, uh, and the uh, and the dollar. Yeah, I guess. Um, and, and China people are like, China will one day surpass the United States. The dollar. Yeah, go ahead, make my day. They're so corrupt. They change. They arbitrarily change things to they. Our culture. Let's, let's tie it back to our culture. What even though people can't see, um, they 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 rarely uh, base their entire life about around seeing things through a cultural lens. They have to let the racial lens uh, dominate things. But everyone knows. I mean, you go to different countries that the United States culture 
It's I mean, popular culture. It's what everybody uh, everybody copies our popular culture. Let, let's say it that. Our 80% culture, they all wish they could have our wrappers. They all wish they could have our cars and, 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 and everything and the freedom that's here. So that, that, that puts a certain value in the dollar. Where do these fiat currencies get value and respect from? Where do It's from you know, the standing of the country in the world among the 80 percenters. And you know, to this day, United States giving away all this money whether it be for foreign aid or, or or funding war, it does prop up the status of the dollar. It's, it's very strange. I know it seems backward almost, but if you think about it, the way we market the dollar, it puts it's not going anywhere. All right, so there I I, I and that doesn't make Adam Meister a fan of the dollar. That doesn't if you if you ask Adam Meister, what would he rather own? Ethereum or the dollar? Ethereum, obviously, obviously, any, any, any day of the week. What would you rather own, the dollar or the naira? Ooh, the dollar, any any time. You know, there's a hierarchy of, of value that's out there. Adam Meister, strong hand and unique piece, says Stefan Reese. Hey, man. Hey, dudes, do, do the um super chat or the uh, just type in uh, Bitcoin Meister. Make it colorful so I can see it. Um. Yeah. Zach Allen says Trump is a hard money guy, but he's go- going to prop up their dollar because he is pro U.S. You know, Trump is blind. His understanding of fiat currency is like it's fascistic. It's like be loyal to the dollar. We need, and that is why the dollar cannot have competition in the United States. And that is why I don't like Bitcoin. That's terrible. That's fascistic. And he. I don't know if it goes beyond that, just like to be a loyal American. And he knows that that appeals to a lot of people in America. Like, like if he says, I want to regulate Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because it's not the dollar and the dollar is patriotic, that, that appeals to people. But that, hey, that's the 80% or stuff. And it, it's freedom of association, people. If you don't want to be around the Scott Adams type of loving people of the world or the people or the Scott Adams hating people, go away. Go away. And that's one of the scary things about the authoritarian um, cadre of people in the virtual world. They they get on every woke trend that's out there. And then if you're not part of it, they don't think that's acceptable. Like you cannot have an alternative opinion. And that's the thing you got to remember, people. If you're a confident decentralist, just ignore these people. Ignore these people. Freedom of association. If they call you a racist, oh, they call you a racist. Ignore them. They're not your friends. Just don't associate with them on the internet. That is another one of my pillars. Freedom of association. And it takes a lot to really believe in that. Because so because 80% are the, the mentality is like, I want to fit in. I want to be cool. Fitting in is overrated. But most people, in order to fit in, they give up their freedom of association. Well, I gotta, I gotta hang out with these people, and I gotta retweet this. I gotta support this, and I can't show that I really believe this, and I really want to be friends with these people. It's disgusting. You're a slave if you really believe in freedom of association, and then you respect other people. That like, okay, this this bitcoiner likes Scott Adams. All right, I can still like this bitcoiner. All right, I can still like this Bitcoin. This Bitcoiner Adam Meister said he would rather have Ethereum than gold. I can still like it. He's not a villain. I, I disagree with that, maybe. But uh, you know, I can still. It's free to, if he wants to associate with Ethereum stuff, you know, and 
Ethereum is the next Ethereum. You know, I, I mean, someone's going to scream out, you know, Solana is the same thing as, or not Solana, uh, Syscoin, Syscoin, whatever this dude is promoting, what Hotep Jesus is promoting is the same as Ethereum. No, it, it's not. <laughs> and just to show, so going back to the Syscoin, the marketing of altcoins is not ending dudes and 80 percenters are going to jump on all sorts of things. Hey, take for today. Today, for example, Hex is pumping. <laughs> Hex, Hex of all things. It, why is Hex pumping? I don't know. But why is Hex got such a loyal, rabid fan base? Well, because they all worship around one person who makes them feel good. It is an ego coin, and he is great at marketing. And he appeals to the lowest of the low. He really knows how to appeal. He knows how to appeal to 80% like Scott Adams does. Richard Hart, I mean, he's got something of Scott Adams in him. Think about it. I mean, that's a deep question. Try to integrate this. Just integrate this, you know, and that when I when I have to deal with this 80% of stuff, I try to integrate it into my Bitcoin knowledge, into my my life knowledge to show how things work. And all of these things that I'm talking about, it's all great for Bitcoin. It's all great for Bitcoin because it makes Bitcoin that much more elite, that much more of a thinking man's thing. And as I said before, the 20 percenters make this freaking world go round. And the smart money is getting into Bitcoin. It's been, you know, we, we talk about the corporations are eventually going to get here and they're here. You know, all this stuff that was eventually going to get here in 2015, it's here. And that's part of the reason that Bitcoin is worth what it's worth in terms of fiat and what it did get up to and that it will return to its all-time high, okay? So all of this other nonsense out there, it's, it's distractions. It can be carried on for so long. It can be incredibly profitable and give all sorts of people power. But the real hardcore truth, and Bitcoin is a security truth machine, it it always rises to the top. The elite always, elitism is looked down upon. But in the long run, if you are involved in any form of elitism, productive elitism, you're going to live a really good life. You are going to have wealth. And Bitcoin is the, is the pinnacle right there. So understanding what isn't part of elitism and what is a distraction, but what you shouldn't touch you know, because Bitcoin can be boring sometimes. It can be really freaking boring. Like if you tell someone, well, there's a four-year cycle. I can't wait around that long, Adam. If you say to someone that's like, oh, well, it's 25,000 or 24,000 right now, whatever it is right now. And it was down to 16 before. So why, why don't I wait till I get to 16 again? And, and you tell them every point in Bitcoin's life, if you take four years from that date, it's worth more. So can you wait? And it's really, it's 210,000 blocks. I'm not going to get, but it's 210,000 blocks theory. So on this day, God, it's already, this day in 2027, Bitcoin is going to be worth more. Can you wait that long? You fiat freak? I mean, it's that simple. This day back in 2019, when I was, uh, I don't even know where I was. This day. I, I probably was in Los Angeles on this day. Um, I mean, Bitcoin was worth what? $6,000, $4,000, whatever, $5,000. was something like that. It's worth, it's four year, it's worth more. All right. So it's, 
But this for people is boring. This is no, they want that they want the high of the syscoin or that the hex pump and the hex, and you know, you understand the hex stuff. It, he, the way he he knows what to appeal to. The you own hex, you get more hex, it produces more hex. It's unit bias. It can go up so it's only six cents, it can go to eight cents, and you're all oh, you're you're doing so great. Oh wow, wow. And but people to understand. Maybe Hex will be worth as much as a, an Ethereum one day. No, it won't. Look at the market cap. <laughs> you know, in, in a case like that, look at the market cap of these altcoins that you think, you know, and the same goes for Ripple. We're talking about what these people are hoping for. <laughs> if, if the market cap actually reaches what some of them, they're crazy predictions. I, I mean, it would be more, it would be more than a quadrillion dollars. It'd be more than what the whole world is worth. It's amazing. It's amazing. High and low for Bitcoin for the remainder of 2023, Team AAA asked me. Well, have you been paying attention to what I've been saying? I mean, it's long-term thinking. I, I, I can't give you a specific prediction. I can tell you that this in this day in 2027, it will be worth more. That's my prediction for 2023, okay? I'm, 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 I'll tell you this. There will, this 2023 is 2019 again. It's the four-year cycle, 2023. So we're not having an all-time high. <laughs> we're not having an all-time. If it's anything like 2019, there'll be another Facebook burst because we had an amazing, during 2019, we had this Facebook pump that was quite amazing. And then it went down again, but it didn't, no, it didn't get close to an all-time high. Um, no, we're going to be in for some rough times again. This is, another, you know, it, this is still an off year, but what's going to happen is when it doubles the low of the cycle and the low, God willing, was on November the 10th during the panic over uh, FTX. During the panic over FTX, um, it was, was it 15,500. So let's get to 32,000. All right. To be on the safe side, let's get to 32. And then the bull market will have started, but you just don't really realize it yet. Well, the bull market will start again. It will get to 32,000. I, I don't want to make specific again. It will the bull market will start again in 2023 because it started in 2019. It it got to six thousand. I think it took six months from the low of last cycle, which was November of 2018. Yeah, it took about seven. I think it was June when it was already double. And by June of 2019, we didn't know it, but the bull the the. the now we'll know it because of the doubling. Okay, that's a good sign. But uh, this summer, the bull, we'll, we'll be, we'll, we'll be in the bull again. I can't, you know, bull bear, this, that, and the other. Next year will be better. Be a long-term thinker. You shouldn't be flipping it anyway and paying, being a CUCK to the United States government. Um, and by the way, and, 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 you know, a lot of people cry and try to scapegoat banks. I got to tell you people something, all right? Because all of you know that I'm not selling a Bitcoin for fiat until um, I, I, you know, the original goal was to wait until 2020 happened. Remember, that was my saying. 2020 having your bust, and then it's 2024 having, okay? So I've never sold a, a Bitcoin for a fiat. And uh, I, you know, I want to make sure that I have enough fiat uh, to live until, you know, the, the, the having of 2024. Dude, it's, it's about a year away. Unbelievable, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't it just awesome? Keep asking questions too. Um, but yeah, 2020 hat, 2024 having, 
will be in April, maybe, maybe March. It'll probably be, I thought originally it was going to be around, uh, yeah, Purim, I thought of, uh, you know, Purim is in a few days here, um, in this year, but I, so yeah, but whatever. I, I, I try to always remember it, it would be around this high, that high, but, but in order to make it a year more, I wanted to make sure I got enough fiat in the bank and everything. Um, and again, for those of you that vilify the banks, I, I'm associated with qu- quite a few uh, banks through, through you know, credit cards and whatever. These credit cards have all these offers and stuff. I, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. You know, you, you see these 0% loans, but then there's like a 4% uh, one-time fee. So, I mean, in this, in this time of inflation, if you're responsible, and so few of you are, um, you, you could get a, you know, you know, pay 4% for a year. You know, you, there are people that, that they know how to turn that fee out into something good, all right, and to live off of it because the, the inflation rate is more than 4%. Um, so you, you're doing well in a situation like that. Now, I don't know why this happened to me, this story that I'm about to tell you, which is a shocking story. And I, I, part of it, I have a great credit score. I mean, this is part of the thing. I've, I've, I've been responsible my entire life, okay, financially, all right? This is part of, you know, going, you know, thinking long-term. I didn't want, you know, I never, you know, I had a bill. I always pay my bills. You pay, this is, this is normality. You know, most people think, you know, you don't pay bills. You know, that's a new thing. The government bails you out. Well, that whole lifestyle, that culture that was ingrained in me by my family, this is a culture of a personal responsibility. It's paid off. One of these Big banks that you try to vilify so much. I was just able to take out, um, I was just able to get $32,000 in fiat from them transferred into my bank account. 0% rate until May of 2024. No fees. I'm not making that up. Which is, and I just gave you the real numbers. Zero and zero. This these people, this bank just gave me $32,000. <laughs> and I had been checking, again, I had been checking the special offer and it was always a 4% fee, which makes sense. All of a sudden I see it's 0% and zero. I'm like, what is going on here? I can't, right away, right away I'm like, 32000 <laughs> So Whatever. That's a little, and I don't know if any of you, what if you're if you if you're part of a big bank, uh, and you get credit card offers, keep checking the online version of it, like not just the stuff they mail you, and most of you throw away the stuff they mail you anyway. I I used to, um, but just check. I don't know if that was a blip or whatever. Why it happened to me, um. It was if it was like a one day test offer, if they do special things on the internet to trigger you. But that's 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 reality. <laughs> that's re- that's that's a, a, a wealthy guy getting richer. OK, it's the same thing. You know, people complain about how the Zuckerberg can get a one percent loan for a, a billion dollars or something like that. I mean, it's scaled down quite a bit there. It, it is scaled down quite a bit, but it's 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 a similar thing. So, I mean, that's the only thing I can 
think of is just like, yeah, this guy, this guy's good to go. We know he's going to pick, but they're making no money off this situation. The only thing I guess they're hoping and praying is if I deep, if I like, again, if you don't pay off, I, I mean, there's a monthly, you, you pay a little bit of the $32,000 off every month. Like, what is it? $200? That's nothing. If you forget to pay the $200, yeah, then all of a sudden what you owe them is it, it goes up to 23% or something like that instead of 0%. Um, that's not happening. And uh, so, yeah, for those of you who, who don't think I, I could make it just on fiat for the next year um, and not sell my Bitcoin, who, who don't believe that I've never sold a Bitcoin before. <laughs> Dude, $32,000, zero percent. <laughs> What up? So yeah, they're so evil. Those banks are so evil. Oh, they're evil. Oh. I, I think I have no problem. I'm not going to scapegoat them. They they, they they did me well. They, they did me dar- they're doing me darn well into 2024, baby. Until May of 2024, which is after the half. Um, okay, so that's a little insider, um, a little insider information. Zach says, what bank? I don't know if I should answer that question. Just because I don't really want to say um, which. Uh, just, you'll know what bank I have, the $32,000. <laughs> I don't want to say which one. There's only four, ma- three major banks in the United States of America, aren't, aren't there? Four, three or four? So I mean, you, you can narrow it down to three or four. I mean, that, that, I'm not going to lie about that. It's one of the three or four big ones. Um, one of the three or four biggest ones. So again, if you if you are so most likely you are associated with one of the three or four big ones, you either have your credit a credit card with them, a bank account with them, some something with them. Check your offers. Check your offers. You, you'll see this small print. Usually says you know if they offer you a zero percent rate, it says four percent. But go online and, and just keep them. There's different ways to play around if you're logged into your credit card account or if you're logged into your bank account. There are different ways to jump around and stuff and, and see the weird uh, things they are. And some of you aren't going to get these offers at all because you have horrible credit. <laughs> I mean, you're not, there's a certain level. I have my, my credit score is excellent. Excellent. Um, dude, I remember when I was younger, like I, I sent away to the Experian or whatever. And I don't, it said I had an 853 out of 850 or something. It was insane. It was insane what my score was. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, all right. All right. But h- how about this? If you're interested in what bank, you contact me personally. And um, I'll, I'll tell you what bank it is. If you're interested in, in, in what, looking into what bank. You contact, but I'm not telling you how to contact me personally because it's all listed below and I say it so many times and I just, you know, I want smart people to contact me. It's so, it's so easy to contact me personally, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a little bit more information. Um, all right. But it's, it's not necessarily going to qualify for you. Uh, you're not necessarily going to qualify for it. Um, I hope you are. I hope you guys do. There. It pays off to be uh to to admire the culture of personal responsibility and not being a freaking flake and 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 you're paying your rent on time. This, again, we have a whole nation of renters now that are have been trained like I don't have to pay rent anymore. Yeah, you, you don't get what I get either, do you? Um, if you, if you live that life, there, there's price for every lifestyle. Everything is a choice. Every make you make a choice. You make a choice, dudes. 
I chose Bitcoin starting in 2013. What a beautiful choice it has been. You can choose not to pay your rent, live rent-free, think you're getting away with whatever. You're not. You know, that's your choice. And then, but you then you come crying again. You want your free rent. I mean, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Let me, all right, let's see. What else do we have? Henry, I hope you're liking this. Let me see what else I have. I got a hotep written down here. Oh, God. But yeah, I, I do want to encourage anyone. When you when any of these popular culture things come up and you're mildly interested in it, do the research. Just don't do the, the mindless clips. Um, ordinals are still interesting to me. There's somebody that's building a dot, a dot sats. You know, all these people do dot ETH that could connect you to all your Ethereum address. Well, there's a dude through ordinals is doing dot sats. I linked to him below. It's sats underscore names. And I say, you know, be productive. I admire that he's in motion. I love people that are doing things. And it might... Some people that aren't even doing things on Bitcoin, that are doing things on Ethereum, that are doing things, whatever, they're creative, creative, they're adding to the space. I'm not going to be a hater. I'm not going to be a scapegoater. I'm not going to be envious. I am going to be a confident decentralist. If they're building something awesome on Ethereum, let them do it. And But this guy with .sats is building something awesome on Bitcoin. So love it. Um all right, I talked about the 2024 having is so close. Hey, since I'm rich and everything, and I just got $32,000 for free, um, I, I do want to take my family on another uh, expensive family vacation. So do, do any of you have uh, Disney World? I don't like anymore. That was terrible. I mean, just it's bad in many ways. I want to go to Kenny Bunkport, Maine. I've been thinking about that. So can someone, and I've been there once before. That's an elite place. That's a place of culture. Wow. And yeah, I know George Bush has a freaking compound there. I ran by it and there were Secret Service dudes there. It was kind of freaky. Um, and they look at you not in a nice way when you run by. Now, um, but <laughs> with that aside, it's obviously a safe town. <laughs> and I want to take my family there. It's uh... By the way, a little, little tidbit. Growing up on the East Coast in Baltimore, Maryland, in my culture... For some unknown reason, I didn't go to Maine until I was until 2015. Okay, I was not a kid anymore, to say the least. That was the first time I ever went to Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Um, those were three of the last states I ever visited. I visited all the states now. Uh, but any any of you actually been to Kenny Bunkport uh, before that had any tips? Uh, I'm also I don't know if that's going to happen this summer or not. I'm thinking about also this place I just found out about, Bear Lake. in uh, And I've been talking to somebody uh, from Utah about that. That seems interesting. I don't know if my family, if they'll be able to schlep all the way out there. Um, I'll, I'll be out there in Utah. It's Well, yeah, I'll be in Salt Lake City in uh, for, for Shavuot. For, 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 um, yeah, I'll be out there for for May. I'll be in May. I'll be in Salt Lake City just for and. No, all of June. I'll be all of June in Salt Lake City, for those of you who care. Okay. And then maybe after that summer. Let me see. We talked about Scott Adams, Ordinals, dot .sats, which I linked to. So good for dot .sats. Uh, altcoin flavor of the month. That was something I used to say a lot. Dudes, they still have them. Remember, 
Oh, here, here specifically what I wanted to give you a flashback on. Do any of you remember when NEM was the altcoin flavor of the month? NEM was the next big thing. NEM was the next big syscoin. NEM was what the uh, Hotep Jesuses of the world were promoting on their shows. Do any of you remember NEM? I don't know. I, I, I remember that one. Um, you know, I, list, I watched, I listened to a Thomas Sowell book uh, when I drove from Baltimore to Lafayette um, back in December. Day, the day after the holiday that you that a lot of you celebrate on December 25th. Um, I was on December 26th. I, I drove to, but I, I listened to T Thomas Sowell kept on saying, be on the side of the angels. That is what these woke people love the virtue signal about. They don't care what they stand for. They want to show everybody, I'm on the side of the angels. I'm on the side of the angels. Dudes, if you are confident enough to be on the opposite side, of what the so-called angels are on, you're you're freaking a confident decentralist, unique beast, okay? And I I I pride myself on that. This the mainstream media portrays certain people, certain movements as angelic and can do no wrong, even though it's blatantly right in front of our face that they're doing wrong and harm and uh, stealing and, and, and destroying. Uh, but if you could just, you know, be on the opposite side of the angel, the so-called angels, you are great. And I want to comment on the word um, democratization or democratizing. A lot of people are innocent and think that that just simply means, well, giving power to the people, giving uh, political power to the people, giving people uh, the ability to, to vote on their leaders there are different ways of interpreting certain aspects of democracy and the word democratization. But let me tell you something. When these people, and I forgot the guy's name now, the former Greek communist that his videos get thrown in my face by the mindless algorithm. I'm not an algorithm slave, but I see, I forgot, I forgot what his name is now. It's it, it, not, not Andreas. I, I forgot what this guy's name is. All I know is that he recently spoke in, in, in Cuba and was calling them all comrades. I couldn't, couldn't believe the stuff he was saying about Western society and, and um, how evil the West is and, and everything. But he talks about the democratization of businesses. Do you, do you know, what's his name? Giannis Yopopopakis or something like that. He's a smart guy and everything, but he's two-faced. He'll talk on certain shows a certain way. And then in front of the freaking Cuban audience, he's talking like a, a full threat. He's, Helen Fidel. It's unbelievable. The murder of Fidel. Um, but the, what is democratization in terms of uh, corporate corp, corporations? It, it's stealing from the owners. That's all it is. That's what some, these people are like, I'm not a communist. I just believe in democratization of corporations. What's wrong with the people having say in the way their the workers should have say in, in, in the way their corporations work? Okay. So, okay, the, the janitor at the hospital should be able to vote. Uh, all the janitors at the hospital, if they outvote the doctor, they then the doctor has to perform the operation on you that they want him to. So, if the, you know, you signed up for, you know, to get, go to the doctor um, and he, he's going to perform the, the leg amputation. No, 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 no. The, the vote, it says that they, he's got to amputate something a little bit more vital. And that's taking to an extreme, as you know, but... Um, and I really shouldn't have used the medical industry there, but I just want to show you how insane 
democratization can become in different uh, realms of life, all right? Elitism. Strive for Let the owners decide how they're going to run their business. If you don't like their, don't, don't patronize their business. Don't, don't, um, don't work for their business. Go somewhere else. Quit. Okay. Are you that much of a loser that you, you, you're not that confident in yourself that you, no, I got to work for this business. So I got to steal from him and tell him how to run it now. I got to have the government come in and democratize things and make no mistake about it. Stakeholder capitalism is totally based around that, around the uh, democratization. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, let these, uh, in, you know, it's the inclusivity and the equity, let, let these people vote, the, the workers vote on it. Not only let the workers vote on it, let the stakeholders that don't even work on there vote on it and tell people that's democratization right there. Yeah, let the people in a, this is better, let the people in the neighborhood tell the business what to sell. You know, the, the business is selling, uh, been, been selling computers successfully for a while, but you know, the, the, the stakeholders in the neighborhood, they voted and you're going to have to sell, uh, you're, you're going to have to sell apple cider vinegar now or, or, or beans or whatever Adam has uh, laying around here that he's going to be eating pretty soon. All right. So that's democratization is a, a covert way of uh, stealing a theft. Beware of that word. Beware of that word. It gets, it, it takes you down that stakeholder capitalism, Marxism, fascism, oh, all sorts of fun things that isms that are woo. All right. Um, all right. Okay, that's enough. Is there anything uh, algorithm? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's this algorithm slave thing I have here? Oh, yeah. Again, and I alluded to this before. The people out there that say Twitter has to change its algorithm, that the that Facebook has to change its algorithm, that the or the government must force these com- companies to the, do this because of antitrust, and antitrust is horrifying. It's an arbitrary thing that governments uh, governments deem you a monopoly whenever they want to because they hate you and are envious. It, I, Ayn Rand said it was like the worst law out there. She she had a really good freaking point there. Okay, um, it's a fast, it's a fascistic um, power grab. Is all this uh, antitrust stuff is? The government doesn't like you, so they come up with this excuse, call you a monopoly, even though you're not a monopoly. YouTube isn't a monopoly. Google, there are other search engines besides Google and all this and and algorithms. If you don't like their algorithms. Go make your own or go use another one that doesn't use the freaking algorithm. Don't be an algorithm slave either. That's the other thing. With Twitter, you don't have to eat. You can totally ignore the algorithm. With YouTube, you can – what it is is that there are people in this spoiled world that we live in today where all these people have these platforms now. They never would have had these platforms without these tech giants. They would never be known to anyone because of these tech giants – Fame has been decentralized, has been spread, has, has been redefined. There are so many, many more people that are famous and known now than before, okay? And that's because of these, these platforms, these tech. All right, so now you're not getting as many 80 percenters viewing you as you were before at your height because of the algorithm. Well, compare it to what you would have been in 1985. No one would have known you at all. 
You'd be sitting out there in the, the parking lot screaming from a pedestal, hoping some people listen to you or something. I don't know what you'd be. You'd be at the library renting space and posting signs, hoping 10 people would listen to your communist ideas or whatever. Okay? They, what? And I, again, everybody hates Zuckerberg. Everybody hates who, who, Jack Dorsey. If these platforms did not exist, all so many people would not be known right now. And so now they're all complaining that, you know, these free platforms, not as many 80 percenters, the algorithm is stifling them in, in, in various ways. And it is, okay? But convince the 80 percenters not to be algorithm slaves, to treat Twitter like a web page, to, to tweet, treat Twitter, YouTube like a web page. Just don't go where YouTube tells you to. Just don't go where Twitter tells you to. But that's what most people do. That's what most of these creators even do. That's what they're relying on. And they want the government to come in, to change things, to split things up, to punish, punish them, punish these companies because these people can't educate because these people can't, well, don't understand what I understand. But guess what? The 80% are always going to be algorithm slaves and you're not going to, popularity is, um, there's a balance between popularity and, and appealing to intelligent people. And, um, you know, you have to appeal to the lowest denominator. That's how we started this thing. Um, you know, if you want to be an algorithm slave, what does get the hits? Ask Scott Adams. It's the racial controversy. Ask the woke people. It's the racial controversy. It's the most primitive of everything. So I think that ties everything up. Um, and if you're happy being a primitive animal, then that's, that's, your, that's your take, dude. But try to be, I mean, you're going to be more prone to begging the government to just take care of every aspect of your life and to uh, ruin other, try to ruin other companies that you don't even have to deal with. Uh, and that's just pathetic. And I'm calling it out because I'm not on the side of the freaking angels. Pound that like button. That's it, dude. Um, thanks a lot to everybody who watched this show. It was an hour. I really had fun. It was Felt like I was really, uh, I mean, integrating a lot of uh, different uh, outside of uh, popular culture, just ways of thinking into, uh, you know, what I what I like with Bitcoin and just tying it all together. And yeah, I go way beyond Bitcoin and, you know, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy learning, I enjoy reading and uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy using this thing up here. And I really, I realize not, not everybody does, 20% at most, right, dudes? Um, but a show like this, um, I really feel happy about. I mean, I brain is really going. And here we go. We they don't want it to end. Alpha Network sent me yet uh, ten rand, I believe. Speaking about the South African rand, great Wednesday, Master or Meister, whatever you want to call me. What do you think of artificial intelligence? Oh my God! In the blockchain, can Ajax and Fetch be alternatives? AI on blockchain. Congratulations on the job. What job? Uh, on the free money I got from Bank of America, I had no job because <laughs> uh, I own Bitcoin. That's why I don't need a job. Um, I mean, I do this. I make. But um, what I want to say about AI. So you are maybe talking about coins that are have something to do with AI. I want to say this. There's two different things that are going on with artificial intelligence. First of all, it's going to help us a lot. Um, it's, it's, but it's there's always going to be a bias on a certain level, as we can see. But it's a hot thing. It's going to get overhyped. Some people are way too scared of it right now. Um, but the media is really talking about it. 
And because of this, every Harry, Dick, and Jane out there is going to, um, in what they're doing in life, they're going to try to brand it as AI, even when it's not AI. So we're going to have all these uh, coins out there that are just going to be like, I'm AI. <laughs> I'm, and it's just my prediction with AI in the cryptocurrency world, pff, what do they have to do with one another? None, nothing. But they're going to be all these altcoins, flavor them. That's going to be like the next flavor of the months. All the ones that can somehow say they have something to do with AI, with artificial intelligence. So in our little uh, realm here of cryptocurrency and everything, I think anything that's going to do with AI is going to borderline on scam. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be scams that are going to be straight up. People are going to be like, oh, I'm going to make a fake a cryptocurrency and say it's AI and, and sell it to, you know, like one coin or whatever. And it'll be successful because 80 percenters won't even really know what AI is. And they're just, oh, wow. I, I read on uh, CNN that AI, I should be scared of it. You know, artificial intelligence is going to be scared of it. But I, artificial intelligence is going to help people so much. It's, it's going to really save time. Uh, should you treat it as your Lord and Savior? No, you should not because there are going to be biases. But there are going to be eight people that are going to use it for really creative ways to save time and make this world more efficient. And like, you know, the way it aggregates all the world's knowledge is so impressive. Like there are going to be doctors and, and that are going to – or scientists are going to be going to ask an AI one day like, how do I cure cancer? And you might really give like a relevant answer. I mean, this is, this is really exciting stuff. I don't think it's going to go out on this, on the wild right now. Um, I think there's, there's bias in it right now. That's hilarious. Um, and, and I just don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the blockchain at all. And, uh, and, and, and cryptocurrency, but Hey, you sent me 10, $10 in Rand and you actually brought up another topic that someone had, maybe it was you in the comment section had, had brought up before, like talk about AI and blockchain. There is, there's nothing. Okay. Marco's got a question. As of now, no blockchain, including Bitcoin can handle mass adoption for everyday transactions. Do you agree? Um, no, the base layer. Not. No, you you could there. Pro, there's probably some crappy ones out there that the base layer could. Yeah, there probably are that that have sacrificed. They've completely sacrificed security. If you've completely sacrificed security, then. Uh, well, oh yeah, that one. Well. Mass, the masses don't care about security. So if, since, with the premise that the masses out there, the 80 percenters don't care about security at all. Um, yeah, there, there are cryptocurrencies that could handle mass adoption. They won't, they won't become popular because I mean, there's only, we're, we're at a point in the evolution of, of the whole space where it's like, there, there's, you've got your top tier and everything. And then you got nuts. I mean, well, first of all, the 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 uh, central bank digital currencies totally, since, since they don't care about security at all, they're going to be so much more convenient than any private um, blockchain that, uh, no, no, there, there's never going to be, what you describe in theory is, you know, they, they, you can create a private, you know, a regular cryptocurrency or whatever, 
that's going to be able to handle mass, that could handle mass adoption in theory, but it's not going to get mass adoption because of central bank digital currencies and, and everything else that, that's out there. But uh, no, but there is not, uh, could it handle people shopping everywhere? Yeah, you. there could be ones that could handle people shopping everywhere right now, but they're not going to have security to, they're not going to be very secure. Um, and just they're, the point, I mean, central bank digital currencies would be better right there. Because central bank digital currencies will be giving you a fiat interest and stuff like that. Uh, okay, anything you, I mean, the security would fail and they would go up and smoke. That's a certain type of security. <laughs> there, there's other parts. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a, again, there's a give and take between security and, um, you know, through point, po- I know the speed and everything. So there are things that out that out there right now that could handle all the eighty percenters of the world successfully, and they, there wouldn't be too many losses of, of money and, and and everything like that. that. That would be better than. How about this? How about this? These credit cards are all going to have their own. Um, they're 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 going to have their own. Uh, they're they're going to go that route, I think. Um, nah, maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I take that back. I take that back. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're talking about theoretical stuff, Marco, that we shouldn't worry about um, because the layers that you build on top of the security truth machine, Bitcoin, that's good enough right there. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's in terms of secure, that's better than what you speak of. So it's like, you're asking me a theoretical question. Is it, I mean, I'm not going to name, you know, there's some that are popping in my head right now that I could actually name, but I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to do that, 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 that out there that, that, that could handle all this stuff. I don't want to do that because, you know, just use it. We live in such a, in, in a world where you can make transactions, regular fiat-like transactions. Like, I don't want to spend my Bitcoin, first of all. So, but you're, you're talking about handling a system of, of, of finance, their system of money that, Involves transactions, um, and you're talking about cryptocurrency. So yeah, this it exists, it, it, digital and stuff. All right, all right. Went on a little rant there at the last nine minutes. It, it was it's been great, Marco. Everybody, thank you, thank you so much for for today. Um, I really had a f- fun time, and uh, I hope you that guys support this show. Oh, we need less than a hundred dollars for the next show now, so that's cool. Pound that like button, everybody, and uh, you'll see me real soon, at least on Thomas's show, and who knows, even sooner if we get the money, and and also, we're going to have it this week in Bitcoin with new t-shirts that you'll all love. Bye-bye, thanks.